0: Hello, Hello. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> I, I have a strange, a strange, strange story podcast. podcast.
1: We have uh, so this oh, a little visitor, like <laughs> I can full on hear her licking your neck. Licking I just me? want to, yeah. I just want everybody to know that that is just a cat grooming Lindsay right now and that's. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she loves grooming my neck. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is um but welcome to the show everybody this is a podcast where two sisters retell um people's strange and paranormal stories and experiences (laughs) i'm Lindsay. i'm rebecca (laughs) and this is lily if you're watching live um this is my cat who is grooming my face getting dangerously close to my lips (laughs) it may be all people can hear i'm not quite sure um (laughs) Anyways, this is the show. So we have a live show, and then we also record it for you guys to listen to if this is your first time listening. Um, I'm excited about today's show. So our last show, we actually announced what we were going to be talking about. And so one of the things that we were going to talk about, um, I actually have some clarification on. So I'm glad that I remembered, because you reminded me that I announced what I would talk about. <laughs> So okay. I actually need to do some clarification. I owe I owe some apologies here. Okay. Possibly. Um, but this is episode one hundred and nineteen, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, that's yeah. the one that we're doing today. Do you have any announcements? I do have one. I have a couple of announcements. I think so. For one, okay. um, I just want to thank everybody for allowing us to be so flexible with our with our recording schedule. Um, <clears throat> we've had a lot going on. This week and mm-hmm. um, and being able to just, you know, uh, being able to reschedule so quickly is is very convenient for us. So so thanks for for not making a fuss or allowing us to do that. I think that that's very nice of you guys. And yeah. then the other thing is um, I was wondering if 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 you'll have a moment, if you could go to paranormalityradio.com and vote for us for um they have a like a monthly contest every month (laughs) 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 allow myself to introduce myself um (laughs) and um uh if you could if you could vote for us that would mean a lot if or and vote for your other favorite paranormal podcasts and yeah yeah and, uh, and that way we can get kind of the charts rolling and stuff where it's part of our group that we're on. And they're really trying to make, like, a community for uh, paranormal um, podcasters. There's not a um, – whenever we create a podcast for paranormal, there's not a – Uh, like a title for us like we have to choose there's not a genre right we have to choose between like sci-fi or spirituality or fiction or science fiction and
0: it's or comedy or
1: comedy yeah and it's (laughs) not like
0: there yeah there's no paranormal that's weird
1: right yeah and there's there's so there's none of that and so getting like exposure is kind of hard sometimes but also we don't work very hard on it um just to be honest. Um, But I think that they're really trying to, to change that. And uh, they're trying to create a, um, a directory for, you know, for paranormal podcasts and then put in genres so that whatever you Mm -hmm. feel like listening to, you can search for. So, uh, so check them out and uh, vote for us if you, if you don't mind. And I also, that's it. (laughs) And I also, that's all I have.
0: Um, I don't think that I have any announcements either. I never do.
1: Okay, the, oh, you know what?
0: We may not have a show in a couple of weeks because I'm going to be moving in a couple of weeks. Okay, actually, that's... in like a month, I'm going to be moving, so it's going to be overwhelming. Everybody, just ugh.
1: pray for Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: anyways, that's all I have. Um, okay. do you want to get started with your story? Yeah, I guess else? it's my
1: turn, right. It's my okay. goal first. So today I'm yep. going to do a follow-up from our last episode. and um, yes. On our last episode, just kind of a recap, we did, uh, I retold the story of a young woman who had been um, sexually assaulted by a demon, and she thought maybe it was a incubus. And mm-hmm. um, after kind of retelling it and getting Lindsay's input and listening to you know our listeners. I was, we thought that maybe there was more going on with the story than than just one one entity. And so I got with her mm-hmm. and I asked her about it, and she answered some follow up questions. And I'm going to go over kind of some new things that um, she recalled after I talked to her or after she retold her experience. So a couple okay. of things that happened was that. Um, what she noticed is that she was usually a lucid dreamer, just sounds like naturally, like you, Lindsay. But mm-hmm. in this house, she she didn't do that, and she started to have nightmares. And she remembered one time she woke up at 3 a.m. from a nightmare, and it was super intense. And uh, she went to go get some water, and her and her her brother and her mother were up at the same time doing the same thing. And they were like, what are you doing up? And they were like, I had this Mm -hmm. weird dream. And it turns out they had a very similar nightmare all at the same time. Ooh. Ooh, I know. That's creepy. That's weird. Mm -hmm. That
0: makes me think that they were literally all in the same dream or like the same, they'd met in the same dimension or something. And that they all had the exact same experience. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's weird. I know. And then in another dream. Um, She was in an all-white room. There was no windows. And she was looking at herself standing um, in the middle of the room just alone. And Mm -hmm. she says she felt the presence of someone or something that was bad outside of the room. And she thinks it was speaking to her telepathically. Um, Mm -hmm. But she can't remember what it was saying. And then she felt scared. And uh, she made herself wake up from this dream. And another thing that she wanted to clarify that her mom was is very religious, and she's not, and it doesn't sound like she's really ever been very religious. Um, but uh-huh. her mom was very in tune with her children, so she was, she was, um, she sat down and had a very serious talk with her daughter at one point. And just to remind everybody, she never told any, anybody about what was going on until her cousin had this a similar experience. And so at this point, her mom didn't know. What she was experiencing. But her mom was like, are you worshipping the devil? And, her <laughs> <laughs> and of course she wasn't <laughs> worshipping the devil. <laughs> um, but her mom was like, I just feel like your energy is being attacked. And she wanted to know what was going on. And so she wasn't worshipping the devil. But I don't think that even at that time she revealed anything. But it was interesting because her mom was like... Something's off with you, and I can feel it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She said that her best friend and sister would, uh, whenever they would come over to spend the night, they would feel creeped out in her bedroom, but they didn't tell her about it until like at a later time. So there was never Mm -hmm. a confirmation at that moment, but there was later on in life. Oh my gosh. I got the big book out for this. Yeah. Yeah. And then just some uh, some information that she wanted to share. She felt like there were at least two entities, and that the one in the living room and the one in the bedroom were separate. That they were not the same thing.
0: Okay. So she
1: said that the one in the living room felt like it was a shadow person, and the one in um, let's see, I can't read my handwriting. I love that shadow person, and one in the bedroom. Although, oh. Some people think that maybe there was more. Like, I guess her friends and family probably maybe thought that there was more than just two entities. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was sleeping a lot during this time in her life. And she felt especially tired. And she felt like her energy was being drained, especially whenever she was in her bedroom. Um, Okay. So just a little, another observation about the shadow person. The shadow person seemed more observant. And it did have a male energy and it respected her boundaries, so even if it scared her, um, <clears throat> and she felt like it didn't bother her as much. And the one in the bedroom seemed to intentionally cause fear, and it mm. uh, and uh, it seemed to feed off of her emotions, and it seemed to be pure evil. She says,
0: "Yeah, so yeah, she
1: had thought after uh, talking." about this and probably doing some of her own research, she thought that maybe this was a poltergeist in her room. And that makes, you know, that, that fits the description almost. Um, and the descriptions would be like, move, you know, a poltergeist is known for moving objects. They're negative energy. Um, oh wait, <clears throat> yeah. So they're, they're known for, for that type of thing, for like moving objects, um, things disappearing. Mm-hmm. And so that makes sense. Um, but so I just put I just wrote down a couple of things that um, that I learned from this and just kind of made lists of of what was going on so in her bedroom she would have moving objects, missing objects she felt negative energy she had a sexual assault Um, there was a gremlin there was scratching in the closet it felt like a male presence it felt evil it had speech Mm -hmm. And it affected her sleep.
0: Dude. Mm-hmm.
1: And then the one in the living room, she felt was a male presence, more of an observer. It respected her boundaries. It was scary, but she didn't get a bad feeling from it. So in the bedroom, um, I have, I just wrote down a couple of, like, I... I just did some research and tried to find as, ma- as many similarities as I possibly could. And so I've just written down some things that I found that I'm gonna go over too. And so in the bedroom, I was wondering if it was a poltergeist and she was wondering about that too, if maybe it went rogue and did a sexual assault. Um, because it was doing the things like moving objects, making things disappear. And it usually just, uh, and with poltergeist, they usually will center around teenagers or, uh, and young women or anybody Mm -hmm. or uh, usually it's it's like kids going through puberty they're attracted to that like that stage in the life you know i wonder if it's just a heightened emotions um yeah but
0: just imagine the shit you're going through already and then that makes sense though because whenever i was younger like a teenager that's whenever i thought there was something following me exactly
1: yeah okay so and that's that's kind of what they do they 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 are attracted to teenagers, especially teenage uh, women. Um, they can hang out for a few weeks to a few years. They feed off of energy, especially to um, to like low vibrational energy. I put that in there because I don't want to say like any energy is good or, good or bad, but like low vibrational, so like depression, sadness, um, you know, probably not sleeping, that kind of stuff. And I I don't know if, if they cause this energy or if they just feed off of it. I couldn't really find anything about that. But then they disappear. So they'll come in, do their thing, be a jerk, and then they just go away one day. So that's a poltergeist right. for you. So that right. kind of does fit the description, right?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I, I thought that there was a, at least a poltergeist involved for sure. But the rest of this stuff is very difficult to...
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of pinned
0: down, yeah.
1: So those qualities all fi- all sound like what was going on in her in her room. However, the other things that does that don't add up are the like little gremlin that she found, and the mm-hmm. right. uh, the speech. Although I do think that some poltergeists like you can hear something, or they make mm-hmm. they they have some sort for uh, sort of speech. So the other thing um, I, I I I looked up were just demons in general. And uh, just to let you know that demons don't necessarily indicate that they are an evil being, um, but in this case, it sounds like it was an evil being if it was a demon. Mm-hmm. And demons, so what they, what they are kind of known for doing is uh, they're very strong, they can move objects, even humans, and their main goal, <laughs> the bad ones, are to break down human will Um, they can show themselves, um, and it's not, it's not sure if this is their true form or they just create this form to show humans to be scared of them. Mm -hmm. Um, they want to make way for possession. So that's kind of what the, the breaking down of free will is. Um, they are made of pure energy. They have never been, um, they can never be destroyed or made to leave so but they can leave um just on their own will so whatever next goal they have if they if they finish their goal with this person in particular and they're like okay bye I'm out and then they just move on to the next or go wherever they want to go after that they can change forms in front of you they can change sex and um, they can be standing in doorways or near rooms. So that to me sounds more like what was going on maybe. Um, yeah she did see she saw the, the shadowy figure in her doorway from the living room. but I don't think um, I think that this one, you know, she could see this little demon guy in her closet, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of mm-hmm. a doorway. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm
0: so what is it with doorways I don't know do you know like what is the attraction is it because it's an entry I mean because it makes me think of like it wanting to come in like the front door and needing to be invited in or something
1: yeah that's a good point that you bring up didn't it Mm -hmm.
0: didn't it knock on her door or something like that It
1: scratched on her door yeah, and it would just it's
0: scratch. kind of like the it needs an invitation to come in and like I don't know if that's why they you see them in doorways is because they're waiting to be invited in either on purpose or on accident maybe.
1: I don't know. It's it, there yeah. might be some old rule that that we don't know or that I couldn't find in here um that that says something on, about that. I kind of wonder yeah. too if if um this is uh, this is just me, okay? And this is really out there and I just thought of this just now. But like okay. what if doors are portholes or or entryways and mm-hmm. the way that you get through them is is for demons like you they can just think of the door that they want to walk through and then they're there.
0: I don't yeah know. And I wonder if it has anything to do like with with spirits they can use a mirror as a portal mm-hmm. and maybe demons can use doorways as portals I'm not sure that's something to look into
1: yeah I could look into that that's a but that was something that's that's interesting that you brought that up Lindsay okay and so the other thing so this this guy in the living room I feel strongly that this was a shadow person it fits mm-hmm. the description a lot um, shadow people are seen a lot during sleep paralysis which is what some of the things that she had, um, they do not appear to have human energy. Um, they are intruding and observing, and they sometimes invade your space in dreams. Uh, but they're usually benign, so they're usually yeah. just there to observe. There are some that are more feer- fearful, fearful, like the hat man and the cloaked figure. Uh-huh. <clears throat> she didn't see any of mm-hmm. those. Uh, but those guys do tend to, to evoke a lot of fear in people, and so do shadow people in general, but sometimes they just are there to watch. That's a very common thing, is they're just there to, to observe. So that's, I, mm-hmm. I do feel strongly that what was in her living room was a shadow person. Um, and then the, um, what I wonder what was going on in her house, though, is something called uh, portal hauntings. Have we talked about portal hauntings before? I don't think that we have. Okay. So there's not a whole lot of um, information about this. I think that this is a fairly new type of haunting that people are maybe thinking about. Um, Okay. But it's basically like there's an entryway into your house, a portal that things can just come and, pa- and come and go through and pass through. Um, I, I wonder if that is what's going on, if the door was either closed or either everybody was just like, okay, we came to do what we wanted to do and now we're gone. Like maybe mm-hmm. the demon or something brought the shadow person over, just hitched a ride. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that portal hauntings are more like uh, Skinwalker Ranch So there's a lot of activity, and it's not just one thing. It's like Bigfoot sightings, um, shadow people, aliens encounters, um, and then, of course, skinwalkers. So that's that. So it's
0: like it's a portal for all supernatural.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, I guess it still could be. I don't know that you have to have like four or five things going on to call it a portal haunting or if it's... You know, like it's this tiny porthole and only two can come through and it's going to be this sex demon and it's going to be a shadow entity. Um, the mm-hmm. other thing is I did a little bit of inform- I did a little uh, I looked into incubus, the, the incubus demon a little bit uh, more. And with an incubus, they're, they are a very attractive male demon. They seduce female humans. They have sex with them for pleasure or sustenance. Um, they're very self-centered and manipulative. They're charming and they usually visit dreams and they often feed on the life force of, of the person that they're in their dreams. Um, they Mm -hmm. are shape shifting and they, but they usually, um, turn into the, the object of the woman's desire and Mm -hmm. they can talk to you telepathically and they are very seductive. So, In this, you know, in this case with the sexual assault, um, incident, it doesn't really, to me, it doesn't seem like it really fits an incubus. Like, he wants to, he wants to, you know, to this, to be maybe a pleasurable, or, Mm -hmm. like, a trick, instead of just, like, I'm just gonna have sex with you and that's it. I'm just gonna rape you and that's it. So I just wonder if, if maybe it wasn't an incubus per se, But in the realm of incubi, it could still have been like a demon. In my, I kind of feel like this was a demon, and it was just an asshole.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I think that that makes sense. Yeah.
1: So the other thing that I wanted to, to 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 just explore a little bit was the dream about the dream sharing and the white room, and I couldn't find anything specific but it kind of almost sounds like an alien encounter too okay because of the can white room can you remind room. me like i don't
0: i don't remember what it was can you tell me again the white room
1: yeah she had a dream the what? she had a dream where she okay. was in a white room there was no doors or windows um, and she felt like there was a presence outside of that room that was bad that was talking telepathically to her that could have still been okay. like a demon um in her dream like sending her messages you know white is kind of indicative of like innocence and purity and maybe the the demon was projecting that to her to be like i've got you where i want you you're this beautiful pure person that i'm gonna um, just torment that i'm going to feed off of your mm-hmm. energy so it could have been still a demon thing but but then with the the shared dreams and that sometimes i feel like that may have been an alien abduction or an alien encounter you know what i mean yeah how do yeah. you what do you think about that cuz you're kind of more into to dreams you have a different take on uh, that i
0: think it very well could have been especially if there was missing time or, you know, some type of time lapse whenever she went in there. I definitely think she went to another dimension where aliens definitely could have done something mm-hmm. or visited her or whatever. That's what I would go to. I mean, with time loss in general, whenever you're sleeping, there's always, there could definitely be something else going on. Or she went to another dimension and just did shit. Maybe that dimension, that's what they do there. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But it could have been, an, it makes me just think that it was aliens or that it was just a different dimension. And in that dimension, they're in white rooms. And and they speak telepathically and she just had that experience and there's no telling, but dreams are a portal, mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. to a bunch of different things and experiences. Sorry, I have cat hair all over my <laughs> fucking face.
1: <laughs> it's okay.
0: <laughs> Anyways, that's my thoughts. I think the the information that you've shared is is um, the same conclusions that I would have come to based on the research that you found, you know? Yeah.
1: So me to me it sounds like there was a demon in the room and mm-hmm. it showed a a tangible form or figure and uh, it was just there to mess with her and to to rape her and then it did its thing and, it's lef- and yeah. it left. Yeah. She said that she, she asked the shadow person to go away and it did. So I do feel like it was just an observing shadow person that was there to yeah. collect data.
0: Yeah, and I think that most spirits, like if we... Unless they're, you know, they're evil, most of them will listen and, and leave or be a little more respectful when you ask them to be. And so the fact that, I mean, I think that that was definitely a demon that was in her room for sure.
1: Can we talk about that your, makes sense. your thing that's going on in the kitchen? Or do we not talk yeah, about that? Yeah, I think that? we talked
0: about it last time. No,
1: I know, but can we, we talk, talk about it? Didn't we talk about it on it? the show? Yeah, can we yeah, talk about it? Yeah, I guess it? if you
0: want. Okay, like,
1: still hanging out? Um,
0: just a little bit, not a lot. Like the, the noises are much, um, quieter and not as frequent anymore. Mm -hmm. It's really calmed down a little bit. Sorry. It's my can't, (laughs) uh, it's really calmed down. I know that we heard some stuff last night, um, but we both just ignored it. And so Mike and I have just gotten in the habit of just ignoring all the sounds. Yeah. We may kind of look at each other out of the side of our eyes to see if we both, heard it but we don't say anything out loud or do any of that we just let it be wow that's yeah but I'm gonna be moving apartments I don't know what's gonna happen I don't know if it's gonna follow or if it's gonna stay here yeah I assume it's attached to the apartment
1: yeah who knows man I'm I'm so I can I'm wondering about that too like if it's gonna follow you if it's gonna
0: mm -hmm, stay mm -hmm. well and the thing is is that it shares the space with my cat Mm -hmm. and so um last night I was getting like her little snack ready and everything. And I put it in the space where that, where I think the ghost is and she's fine. She's not scared. She loves going in there. Um, and she sometimes demands to go in there, even whenever it's not time for her to go. Like she wants to be in that space. Okay. <laughs> and it's where I think the ghost is. And okay. so I don't know if she has some type of relationship with it, but she loves to be around wherever those, wherever I think it is.
1: That's, that's, that's cute.
0: Yeah, maybe they have a relationship. I don't know.
1: Your cat has a ghost Mm -hmm. friend. What
0: Mm -hmm. if it's another cat? She may have a ghost friend.
1: Oh, my God. It's got to be another Uh, cat. Take it with
0: you. Maybe it'll follow me. Maybe it'll follow me if it's a cat.
1: Yeah, that'd be cute.
0: Yeah, and I heard all that stuff before um, Gozer passed away, so I know it's not Gozer. Gozer wouldn't be over there. He'd be fucking on my shoulder or something. Yeah. He wouldn't be running around on the floor.
1: Yeah. Gozer's her dog, in case anybody doesn't know that. We're not talking about a Ghostbusters reference.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gozer was my chihuahua who passed who I had to had to put to sleep. Yeah. Um, since I've lived here, but yeah. So, I don't know. That's very interesting. What's interesting is, so the last time we had our show, we both kind of came up with, you were going to do follow-up to your last story, and then I went off on a rabbit hole talking about a woman who married a a ghost and then had babies with the ghost. So, I I did more research on it, but what you're talking about is kind of similar to the story and what I found happened here so I think it's kind of interesting how they're connected which I guess is why we start. I connected them last time anyways because mm-hmm. I brought it up but I actually oh I'm glad if anybody's tuning in um from the last show I'm glad that you're here to listen because I've made some wrong statements
1: oh no here to <laughs> and clear I the air today wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah we're gonna have to clarify some things in my defense um it was taken from something else, but I'm I'm gonna t- I'm gonna share a story about a woman. Are you ready to, for me to share yeah, the story? Yeah, let's do it. I kind of just jumped into it. This is a story about a woman named Amanda Sparrow um, Large Teague, and so this is a woman. Um, Who's written a book about her her experience, and her book is called "A Life You Will Remember." She is an Irish witch who is also a spiritual teacher, um, and she's also one of the the only active pirate in Ireland today.
1: She's a pirate.
0: She's a pirate. Okay. She's an active pirate. Okay, yeah. Cool. And so, what happened is in 2015, she saw. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean... And she just fell in love with the idea of pirates. And then that became her lifestyle for her. So, But she was already um, somewhat of a medium. She was already a witch. She was already a spiritual teacher before all this. And she maintained all of those things. She didn't change that. But the, the main difference is that she became a, uh, a pirate. Um, and so what happened with Amanda is that she met a spirit in her room. Um, and she felt different energy from the spirit. That she'd been working with other spirits for quite some time. She didn't know this one, but she noticed that it kept hanging around. And so she just started talking to it. She was like, well, obviously it wants something, whatever it is. And one of the first things that he said to her was, you understand I'm a ghost, right? And she was like, yeah, I I get that. Like (laughs) I talk to ghosts Mm -hmm. and she's like, what do you want? Um, And so he explained who he was. His name was Jack Teague and he was a pirate who had been alive 300 years ago when he was executed um, for stealing things. So this is how um, she met him. They spent a lot of time together. They they really connected. They felt like they knew each other pretty well, um, and they'd been they talked for about two years. And then after two years of her spending a lot of time with the spirit, she realized that she kind of had romantic feelings for him, and which she says it's mixed feelings for her about how she feels about it. So she actually has a lot of friends, and a lot of her friends are have like uh, romantic and intimate relationships with ghosts and spirits and that a lot of them have sex with the spirits. And it's described as being something that you just, you have to experience it yourself is what she says. Um, and she explained and clarified that whenever people have, intimate moments with ghosts that it's not considered, it's not masturbation because you're not touching yourself at all. Everything is literally happening, happening with this other spirit and you can tell the other spirits apart, just like you could tell a person from another person Mm -hmm. is what she explained. And so a lot of her friends have multiple relationships with multiple ghosts and it's just their thing. Mm -hmm. And I looked into it and it's a, it's kind of a thing where people say, once you go ghost, you don't go back. (laughs) Okay, that's what that's what the research is saying, is that a lot of women love having relationships with spirits and that women have like written off physically alive men because they prefer male spirits instead or female spirits.
1: I know what I'm doing if I ever get a divorce. (laughs) And I'll tell you more about that, too. It's very
0: interesting. Um, So they decided that they really liked each other. And she even had this table that she set up for him in her home uh, where it had all of his favorite things and then piratey things. She had a globe. She had a telescope. She had the full book of Shakespeare's writings because his favorite was The Mm Tempest*. Um, there were pistols on there. And of course there was a glass of rum because that was his favorite drink. So she made this environment like really inviting to him. And with her friends always having sex, she just told him, she was like, listen, I don't want to have just random sex with a ghost. I know I've known you for two years, but I really require more of a commitment. Like I need a deep connection to you. And he was like, we can do that. We can get married he was like, let's get married. And she was like, let's get married. And she wanted to start a relationship with him and have sex with him. So, um, in Ireland, a person has to be able to verbally say, I do to consent to marriage. Um, and so what she did to get around this is she hired a medium for her wedding. And so the medium spoke for him and literally said, I do. Um, they used a candlestick to represent his finger. And so during the ceremony, she plopped the ring on the candlestick to represent putting the ring on his hand. Mm-hmm. And then the medium said, I do for him. And then that was that. And they were married. Um, and it was a, it was a normal wedding. They had a party. They were on a ship. They got married in the ocean because they're pirates. And, um, so it was very, uh, romantic and, and very much what they wanted is they were both pirates. So let me see what I've left out. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Okay, so that's the, the basic, like, that's how this relationship came about. Um, so then she went on to explain to people who may not understand her marriage to a spirit. She, she said the best way for her to describe it is to describe maybe what it's like for Christians and that people who believe in um, Jesus or that lifestyle, they very much have faith. And they have faith in, in what they believe. And she said that it's just like that, Mm -hmm. that she has faith that this is a spirit who, who she thinks it is and who she's in love with. And they have their relationship and that's all it is. It's a faithful, she has a lot of faith in this relationship, um, so she also used to go out on double dates. Her friend was dating her spiritual, her ghost husband's best friend. And so they would go to restaurants together and they would have two chairs for the men. They would order food for them. They would have drinks for them. And they would just have conversation over the food and drinks. And they would do those things out of respect. So she was saying that, I think the, the, uh, his friend's name was Michael, I think, I forgot. But he had beer. And then, of course, her husband always had rum because it was his favorite drink. So things changed a little bit. So two years after being married, she started to feel really sick. Mm. Her health started fading. She started getting these like really awful boils on her body and, and reoccurring abscesses. And finally they got so bad. She had to go to the hospital to have surgery and she almost died of sepsis. Oh so she gosh. had like a really, really, really awful infection. Right. Wow. So when she came back from that, she started thinking about everything and she was like, okay, so Jack is a pirate. He, he was alive 300 years ago. Clearly he doesn't want to leave this physical earth because he is still here 300 years after he has passed. And she was like, holy shit. I think he's feeding off my energy to live. She was like, I don't think he really loved me. I think he manipulated me and he used me so that he could he could live. And Aww. he wanted to live through her. So when she came back from the hospital, she was like, hey, Jack, it's over. I don't want to be with you anymore. And then he tried to possess her after that. Shit. And in order for her to divorce him and get him out of her life, she had to have an exorcism. Um, and so that's how the divorce went. She, bare, she burned a lot of everything that was associated with him, like the table full of stuff that was his that she'd given to him. And, like she burned all that, but she also had this like picture that was painted of him. Mm-hmm. And he looks a lot like Jack Sparrow, by the way, mm-hmm. he looks very, very similar to him, but she had this portrait done and she felt bad getting rid of it. Cause it hadn't meant so much to her. So she kept that, but she said, as the years went by, she noticed that the eyes were following her and she was like, he is still fucking in this painting. So she's been trying to sell that painting and I don't know how successful it's been. Um, but she thinks now that she has a haunted painting of this guy and so she divorced him. Here's the deal. She never had babies with him. Okay. And what spun off this? And now I remember when I heard the story, but I had forgotten over time. So she never wanted babies with him. She didn't talk about it. But whenever I first heard the story, the people who were talking about it started talking about women who have ghosts with or have sex with ghosts and the possibility of them having babies. So the reality is, is that I don't think that there is any case where this has ever happened, but there is a woman whose name is amethyst realm who wanted to have a baby with a ghost. So this is a young woman. She was like 27. Same thing. She was engaged. She lived with her fiance, and then all of a sudden, um, she felt this energy around her that was a different energy. She's very interested in it. And one day, when her fiance was gone, she said that she dressed up in lingerie and went and laid in bed to wait for this spirit. And then she felt him get in bed with her, and she felt like pressure and you know whatever it is that you would feel from another human body. And that then they had they engaged in sex and that then she started having sex with this this ghost all the time whenever her fiancé was gone. And then after three years, her fiancé caught her. When he pulled up to the house, he looked in the window and he saw the outline of a man having sex with her. Oh and shit. when he came in the room, what's that?
1: I'm just responding. When he came in the room
0: to catch her, the spirit disappeared and she never saw him again after that. And she was like, she said that she was mad that the one time the spirit manifested, it was just to show himself to her fiance and then to take off. So she'd had a whatever relationship with this this spirit for like three years and then he left her. Um, And she said that she's never going back to men after this. So she says that she's had sex with more than 20 ghosts and that she's desperately trying to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And this is what she referred to as a phantom baby. So phantom babies is actually a real thing or they're usually called phantom pregnancies. Um, and it's where women exhibit a ton of symptoms of being pregnant. Their bellies even start to blow. Everything is there, um, but they're not really pregnant. Their bodies just are acting like they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So that's literally called a phantom pregnancy. So this woman, Amethyst, was like, I want to have a phantom baby. And she's like, people don't understand how to carry them, but I do. But the reality is, is that there's no, I think she may have gotten mixed up on the information and that a phantom baby is really like a phantom pregnancy. It's never been proven. It's never happened. But this is, you know, that's it. That's what happens. So I thought that was pretty interesting, but there's actually a name for, for people who have sex with ghosts or are sexually attracted to ghosts. It's called spectrophilia. Mm -hmm. And that's when you have a sexual attraction to ghosts or to images and mirrors okay. or if you have sexual encounters with, with ghosts between ghosts and humans, spectrophilia. Um, it's considered a fetish and it's a it's classified as a paraphilia. Um, and this has been portrayed in some movies and this is where the topic of incubus and succubus come up.
1: Okay. You know what is interesting and is that I, I actually explored that topic whenever I was looking into sexual encounters with 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 ghosts that, mm-hmm. um, spectrophilia came up. I didn't read a yeah. whole lot into it because this situation was a little bit different. But
0: be- yeah, well, there's not a lot of information on it. The pay, like the the information that I found, it's all it's very short. There's not. I mean, I'm sure it's considered a taboo topic or silly topic or a topic that people don't really want to explore. Um, but there's at least a name for it, um, and unfortunately, they call it a fetish. I don't really know what classifies something as a fetish. I don't know what the criteria are. But for whatever reason, they've decided that it's a fetish to want to have sex with ghosts. Um, It could happen. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't experienced it. It could happen. I'm not one to say. But um, that led me to something else. So that led me to seeing more information about marry marriage and ghosts. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a tradition in China around this. Have you ever heard of it? You have? Yeah. Okay. I, I just so read a
1: book about it.
0: Ah, oh, <laughs> that's cool. You may be able to tell more about it, but it's a very old tradition. It's like a 3000 year old tradition. Right. And so here's the idea. Whenever we die, we think we're going to go die and spend the rest of our lives with our, uh, our spouse. And so if you die and you don't have a spouse, then what happens? You're alone in the afterlife, right? That's the, that's the concept. We don't know if that's the truth. It's just the, the assumption. And so in the Chinese culture, if somebody dies single, their goal is to marry, ma- get their ghost married to somebody else who has recently passed. And they actually have matchmakers for it. Mm-hmm. They have matchmakers who say, this person died and this person died recently. We talked to the families. We really think they would have gotten along. What we're going to do is we're going to dig up the woman's body oh i've
1: read something different
0: oh this is just what i heard we're gonna dig up her body i mean tell me more what you hear whenever i'm done with, with how it I heard it, but, um, they have a ceremony. The, the female's family gives the male's family a dowry. Like all of that happens. Um, and then they dig up her body and then they bury her body next to his body and then they're married and then everybody feels better that at least they're not going to be alone. But the issue with this, there's other things that come in. There's not a lot of women in China. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to have boys. And so a lot of women, Um, there's a black market for this. Some women are murdered so that it could be a fresh dead body Mm -hmm. that can be married off to somebody. Um, there's women who their bodies are, are dug up without the permission from the family and their body is sold and dug up and sold and dug up multiple times on the black market so that people can just make money off of her body. Um, and they marry her several times to several different ghosts. Um, and then there's the, the other part of it, you know, you ask yourself, like, is this really fair to, I mean, as a westernized woman, like, to me, this sounds really scary and kind of awful for women. It sounds like women don't have a lot of rights, um, but that's my perception. It's their custom and, you know, to each their own. Um,
1: I don't think it's but the issue. Also, it doesn't, huh? it didn't really even sound like it was an issue of respect. It was just an issue of making money.
0: Yeah. And it's not, well, and in my opinion, it's not respectful to women at all. And here's the other piece of it that makes it a little more disrespectful towards women, um, that some women, if they're in China, if their husband dies and they're young, you know, what are they supposed to do? Mm -hmm. Um, and so what they'll do is the families will say, well, I guess she's married to his ghost the rest of her life. And if she hasn't had kids, one option is that if he had a brother, well, her, he, he can impregnate her and they'll, they'll decide that that's okay because she won't be allowed to be remarried, but she can get impregnated by any brothers that he had. And then she has to move in with his family and just be married to his ghost her whole life until she dies and then raise the kids from the brothers. Um, and then that way, at least she's not alone in the afterlife. Yeah. Or a rooster can be put in place of the man and then the rooster would like escorts her to all events or whatever. So if there's uh, there's a party just an example, she wouldn't go with anybody except the rooster to be in the place of the man.
1: Yeah.
0: So, um w- these are all different. So, you know what? In in the US and in Ireland, women are allowed to marry and have sex with ghosts. You can do that <laughs> anywhere in China. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess I'm just thinking of stuff that w- I read about. So there's those things. And then in China, you can also marry ghosts, but it's just a little bit different. It's not as much free will, perhaps, for these women. Um, that's my opinion. What else do you have to talk about the the marriage of ghosts in China?
1: So this isn't... I don't think that it's necessarily in China, but it is in, in Asian culture. Um, oh, okay. So it might be a little bit different. So what I have... I, I listened to a, a, an audiobook and it was called The Ghost Bride, and it's, it's a work of fiction, but at the end, the author explained some of the things, like some of the things that she took liberty with, and then some of the things that were true, and some of the things okay. that were true were these arranged marriages to ghosts, and what they would do, though, so like if you had, uh, if your son died and they were young, and pro- uh, possibly if you were from, if they were from a wealthy family, what they would do mm-hmm. is um, they would, they they make offerings to, to the dead so that they can have a luxurious afterlife. And so that's, they'll do food, they'll do um, uh, animals, servants, money, and it's all like either paper goods or they're in some type of stone or something so i don't think it's Mm -hmm. literally like they sacrifice people for it i think it's just puppets but they they work in the afterlife um but what but what happens is so like your son dies um and they weren't married they didn't have children and so what they'll do is they'll make they'll usually find a a young woman possibly one that's living in poverty or um or isn't doesn't have an arranged marriage for some reason maybe they're older, and Mm -hmm. they will arrange a marriage with with that woman to their dead son, and it's the same thing. Sometimes they'll put, substitute a rooster in for the ceremony part, and then after the ceremony, that woman lives with his parents for the rest of her life. Now, I think that that's a very common tradition in a lot of cultures that aren't in the United States, um, Mm -hmm. is that they will live with the husband's family and it's it's like generations of family living together so it's not mm-hmm. like that's just expected in that type of environment or that type of culture and it's not necessarily like i don't know i don't know i don't want to say anything for or against it because i just i guess i just don't know how the other person feels about that but that is right. something that is discussed with the family of the bride that you know yeah. it i don't think it's generally like just I'm picking you. It's like, it's an offer that's made. That's usually the nice way to do it.
0: It's very interesting. It's very different.
1: Yeah. They, they said that they don't do, they obviously don't do it a lot anymore. I think that it was, you know, at least in the place that I read it about, I feel like it was Singapore or, um, I can't, God, I wish I could remember where that was, where this, where this book took place. But, um, but it wasn't something that happened very often, is what it sounded like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that that tradition is is spanned across a lot of different cultures.
0: That's weird. It's very interesting.
1: It is, yeah.
0: Well, and I was also going to say, so if you think about it too, this whole concept about so there's the succubus and the incubus and then there's women who say they willingly have sex with spirits and have relationships with spirits. Men could too. I just didn't read any stories from men. The majority of them are women who were, the women said that they'd given up on, on physically alive men and they'd moved on to spirits. But they also talked about how this can be like good for people. Like if you have been married and, or whatever, if you were with somebody and they died that then maybe there was the possibility that you could continue the relationship when they're in the afterlife right yeah. but that's an option mm-hmm. so that makes some people feel good that perhaps or if you had somebody that you loved to passed on um a lot of people will report that they feel their presence like whenever they're in bed or whatever and they just think it's their imagination and that this is kind of leaning towards maybe it's not your imagination maybe they really were there and you really felt them so it can be really promising um for some people maybe maybe bring comfort to some to some um as far as the having sex with spirits, it's like I said, there's not a research on it. It's in a few movies, mm-hmm. um, where it happens. And actually one of the movies that it was in that I was like, holy shit, I completely forgot about it. Cause I think they took it out was in ghostbusters. The original in 1984 Ray has, receives fellatio. ha <laughs> ha. Look at how adult I am from a, um, from a female ghost. It was in, the, it was in the movie. They cut, they took it out. Like they took a that. lot of scenes out from it. Yeah. And I kind of remembered it from when we were younger, but yeah. I think it was since removed because they thought it was really inappropriate. It was really a kid's movie.
1: I don't think it with was a lot a of adult movie. stuff.
0: Was it not? I, don't I know. guess a lot of kids like, just a wa- lot of kids we got, kids watched it. They made it. toys for us. They made a, they made a cartoon out of it. I mean, they did all this shit. But anyways, that that was it. It's in a few other movies. They claimed it was in the movie It Follows, and I guess that you could say that a spirit possesses a body and has sex with somebody, but I don't remember a ghost having sex with anybody in It Follows, and I really liked that movie. I've watched it a few times. It was also portrayed in Star Trek The Next Generation on one of the episodes. I've never seen it. I thought maybe you would know.
1: Yeah, I saw that one. Um,
0: Do they act weird about it, or do they act like it was normal?
1: No, they act weird about it. I think that it was really messing. It was... um, Something Troy, I can't remember how to pronounce her first name, but she was like the counselor. And uh-huh. she was having a hard time with it because I because she would have dreams about it. And then I think uh-huh. that she would wake up and just be like, I don't know what's reality and what's not anymore.
0: Wow. But I,
1: okay. Yeah, but for some reason, I think in the end that she was – it's been a while since I've seen that one. But I think that in the end, she was like – she was a very open – she was probably she was an empath and so she was Mm -hmm. open to emotions and feelings and and spiritual um uh contact and so i think Uh that by the end she kind of figured it out and she was such a a kind and like understanding person that she was like you know i i i acknowledge that this happened to you and or that, that this happened between us and it's like, she wasn't upset about it or something. I can't remember. I'll have to look at it. But that, that does jar my memory. Yeah. We're watching yeah. the, the Star Trek um, animated series, and it is so funny. I love it. Is it good? It's really good. But anywho. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Was there anything you want, else you wanted to talk about with um, Ghost Sex?
0: Oh, I think that's it. I just thought it was interesting. So I had to clarify, you know, there's no such thing as a phantom pregnancy. That was, it It was taken into context. And I think the articles that I read about amethyst realm is that they, they indicated they're like, we don't know if she understood what it. it sounds like a term she made up. I mean, which made sense yeah. for her to use, but it, it just has a different meaning. Yeah. Yeah. it has a different meaning and so it's it's a little confusing. But from what I understand, there's no such thing as being impregnated by ghosts. There's no well there's no research to show that it's ever happened. So yeah. I needed to clarify because I think that I had stated in the show I was like she got pregnant by a ghost and she didn't. <laughs> but some people do say I think there are theories that women who experience phantom pregnancies that they they truly are uh, they could be pregnant from a ghost, but I, that they couldn't carry it full term.
1: I have ha- I have heard um, of of a woman who 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 talked about um, a phantom pregnancy and she. She was trying, you know, she was like, I am pregnant and nobody really mm-hmm. would believe her or take her seriously or whatever. But she's just like, I feel it in my body. I know my body yeah. and everybody's like, you're just fucking crazy, man. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, so who and knows?
0: But I think it was in, it was portrayed in American Horror Story.
1: Was it? Was it the first season? And she really,
0: yeah. And she really did get pregnant.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, she was a ghost, but she was impregnated by a human man.
1: Whoa. How yeah. Did, that's yeah. cool. I didn't see the first one. I skipped it cause I hated it. Oh, fucking
0: love! I don't know why people hated the first one. I loved it, but I love Hauntings. Like I thought it was amazing. I was shocked at every turn. Like no, I don't want to do any spoiler alerts. But when I found out someone was dead, I didn't know they were really dead. Like all of that, I was like, "This is amazing! I loved it." That's
1: the one where everybody who died in that house came back as a ghost, right?
0: Yeah, but they're all attached to the house and they can't leave the house whenever you die in it. Yeah,
1: I think that I and yeah. I don't think I finished it. People would try to die part. there. Yeah.
0: huh oh, man. Everybody hated it. But me, that's okay. I hated the coven one. I thought it was awful. Terrible. Was cute. Real cute. Fucking hated it. I hated it. Okay. Anyways, that was a good show. We're <laughs> almost out of time here. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Thank you for everybody for joining us. JB vamp. She likes yeah. the original William Shatner. Hi, Julie love. Thank you for being here. Paranormal more paranormal podcast. Ghost freaking talking. You may Offman 46 Miranda, Thanks everybody. thank you guys for joining us, and thank you for letting us kind of switch up the times and shit, so.
0: Yeah, if you have a story that you would like for us to share with everybody um, so that we can all learn more, we'd be happy to do it. You can send it to us at IHaveAStrangeStoryPodcast at gmail.com, and we'll be happy to share your story and do any research on it. Yeah.
1: And uh, subscribe, rate, and review us. And if you give us a uh, review, please give us a nice review. Take a snapshot of it and send it to our email address with your mailing address. And we will mail you some stickers. And join us for a live show every week. It's to be announced (laughs) as far as a date goes. I think that we're just going to take it week by week from now. And um, check out Paranormal.
0: I guess I'll Oh, yeah, vote for us. Yeah,
1: vote for us. Check out, um, I wrote it down because I always get it wrong, paranormalityradio.com. Vote for us and then also check out different shows on that. If you like us, you'll like the other ones on there. Okay. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Paranormality Podcast Network.